such a privilege this morning to just come in front of you and amen just to share with you the word of the lord amen uh, without waste of time if we can just try to open our bibles uh, we'll start with the first scripture genesis 11 uh, we'll start from the verse 31 found it reads uh, this way Genesis chapter 11 uh, we'll start from the 31st verse Amen uh, Alright So and Terah took Abram his son and Lot and the son, the son of Haran his son's son and Sarai his daughter-in-law and his son Abraham's wife and they went forth with them from Ur of the, of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto the land and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. And we can just continue on to the 12th chapter. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, and from the, thy father's house, unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as Lord had, the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lord went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother, son, and all their substances that they had gathered, and the soul that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. Into the land of Canaan they came. And Abraham passed through the land unto a place of Shechem, unto the plain of Mok. And the, the, Canaan, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, and, and said Unto thy seed will I give this land, and, and there he built he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Uh, if we can just also turn on to John chapter 21. 
Amen. Uh, it found it read it, it read us. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. They were together, Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. They said unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciple knew that it was, knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have you any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast uh, thereof, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore the disciples whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he gave his fishers coat unto himself, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. All right, we'll just go there, and then we'll just go to uh, 10. Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Amen. Simon Peter went up, drew the net to the land full of great fishes, and a hundred and fifty and three, and for all they were so many, yet was not the net broken. Amen. And then Jesus said, Come and die. And none of the disciples does ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? Amen. Then we can just go again to 15. So, so when they had died, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, Lovest thou me more than this? He said unto him, Yes. Thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again the second time, Simon, love, Simon, Simon son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. All right, we can just go also to John, uh, to Acts uh, 1, verse uh, uh, 4 to 8. It's just almost the next page, yes. And we'll read from the fourth verse. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, Ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times of the season which the Father had put in his own power. Oh, sorry. It is not for you to know the times of the season which the Father had put in his own power. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Amen. Uh, I, before we go on and uh, re, uh, just pray for the blessing of the reading of the scripture, we have a prayer request from our dear, precious sister, Macy. Uh, she said we should pray for his uh, brother who is very sick, uh, who, who is having a problem with his hip and, and the spine, and uh, he's in a wheelchair at the moment. And uh, we'll be going for some t- tests on the 17th of November. Uh, on that note, if we can just ask... Uh, uh, Brother Philip, just to come over and just bless the, the reading of the word and also remember our sister in prayer. Amen.
Amen, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Yes, Amen, Lord. Amen. Oh, uh, God bless you, saints. You can have your seats. Amen. Yes, it's always a privilege, uh, saints, to just come uh, in front of you, uh, just to share a few words with you. Amen. Uh, it, I, we are just going to tell you that it's always not an easy task because you are the bride of Christ, and being the bride of Christ, whatever you have to hear and whatever you have to be fed with is not just ordinary food, amen. It, it should be food that is carefully selected just for your diet because as the bride, you are not fed on just any diet, amen, but just from the word of Christ, amen. And then even the word tells us that he is the Lord of lords, and then also he's the king of kings. So as his bride, that automatically makes you the queen. Yes, and then you know how you behave when you come in front of the queen. You just don't do as you please. So that is why even me coming here is not an easy task. So we'll, I will just pray that you, you put me in your prayers. Amen. And then uh, the, the, the reason I'm saying this is because if you remember, the pastor once said something that he went to see a king in Kwandebele. Uh, and when we went there, before he was even given an audience with the king, he was made to wait at least an hour. And then after waiting for an hour, he thought he was just going to go in and speak to the king. But because there's a protocol, there's a protocol that you always have to follow when speaking to the king, he found that the king was sitting a few meters from him. And there was a messenger who came to him. Because you don't address the king just the way you would just address an ordinary person. So each and everything that he wanted to, to say, he had to, to say it through an interpreter who will go there and address the king in the manner that the king was supposed to be addressed. So you can just imagine if it is so, you have to, it is, the procedure is this, just to speak to the king. And you know how protective the king is of his bride, who is queen. So you can just imagine what it is now to speak to you. That we cannot just say anything that we please. Amen. So today I just want us to just say, uh, tackle a, uh, this simple topic, amen. And then I will just want us to read a quotation from Brother Branham and we'll get our uh, title from there, amen. And before we read it, uh, I would like to thank uh, Brother Banyan who had made it, uh, because this quotation it was inspired from the, well, this message for today was inspired by the quotation that he sent to me just a few, I think almost a month back. Uh, because, and then uh, may God bless him, because he has uh, put it upon himself all the time that every morning without fail, between, I think the brothers will agree with me, they know that, yes, without fail, he will have a scripture and a quotation. Amen. May the good Lord bless him. So even this quotation is from one of the quotations that he sent me. Amen. 
Amen. May God bless him. Amen. So it is from the spoken word, God, God making his promise, uh, which Brother Branham preached in 1956, uh, December, uh, the 9th of December in the afternoon. Amen. And I will start from the 16th paragraph. And so it reads, so it, so, and so it behooves us as believers to really not go upon some mental conception or some emotion or some fantastic of something happened. We did that, or we did this, for the devil can impersonate all those things. But the only way that we'll know that we are saved is when we've met God's condition. See, you are never saved by your own feelings. You are saved by your faith. You are always saved by faith. Your faith does it, and then your life proves whether you received it or not. Amen. And then the, the 17th paragraph, it, it goes on and says, now, if you are trying to, to just impersonate it, then you are, just making, you are just making a hypocrite out of yourself. You see, because you can't do that. Christianity is something that has to come from the heart. Amen. So we'll take our uh, title from when, when, where Brother Brennan says, we've met God's condition. So our title today will be, Meeting God's condition, standards, and expectation. Amen. Yes. So it's a simple topic, but I think you understand that each, each and everything in life, uh, there are some things that are conditional, and there are some things which are not conditional. There are some things which are always like that, and there are some things which can change. Uh, like I can give you an example. If a, a father has a child, a son, he hasn't some expectation about what his son is supposed to do. Amen. How he's supposed to behave, what achievement he's supposed to achieve. Because as a father, you are looking unto your sons to do you proud. Amen. But there are some things that you can't change. Uh, I'll give an example because Pastor Madiba, I know he won't be offended if I make an example about him. If one day it can happen that Pastor Madiba just says no, to me, because he's not listening to me, uh, now he's no longer my son. Uh, I think Sister Madiba will call our deacon, Brother Mpanyani, there. And then the Brother Mpanyani will call maybe it's Brother Ipadi, then we'll go over to the house. And then just to investigate the matter, how did it happen all these years that now to me, all of a sudden, is not the pastor's son? What is it? What is the problem? So when we get to the pastor's house, Everybody will have to bring their side of the story of what happens. Now you find that Pastor Maribel says, no, you see, to me now he's grown up. He's doing as he pleases. He comes at night, you know. And you know me, Brother Mtabi. At 14 years old, I was preaching the gospel. I was dedicated to the word of God. So how can this son be mine? You understand? So you will find that Sister Madiba will be there in the corner crying, say, how? <laughs> what is happening now? Amen. But it is not the, the crying or it's not the protestation from the f- pastor that really proves that to me is a son or not. You understand? So when we get there, we will listen to both sides of the story. Yes. But then uh, when the, 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 the story has been said, we'll just ask something very simple. We'll just say, oh, Pastor Mediba, I uh, will just go there and see a doctor. Yes. And then when we get to the doctor, the first thing he will do, he'll say, no, okay, I hear what you've said. The, the cases has been two social workers through the cause, but there is one way we can prove whether to me indeed is Madiba 
or not. <laughs> Amen. And the way to prove that will be to take the blood. Because it doesn't matter what you say or do, the answer lies in the blood. You understand? So we'll take Tumi's blood, then we'll take the pastor's blood. Then we'll look at them, and we'll run what you call a DNA test. A DNA test is the geno- genetic makeup of a human being. If a person is born, he gets it from, there's a, there's a part of the, fa- the father and part of the mother that he will get into himself. The X and the Y chromosome. That's why you have women and then you have females. You have males and females. Amen. And then uh, when we have done it, we will try to match it. Now, if the test goes, we'll just send them home and say, come after a few weeks. The, your result will be back. Understand? So we won't be entertaining this matter anymore until they test come. So when the test come, we will look at the results. So if the result is 99.9999% our, uh, the pastor can protest as much as he wants. Tum is his son. There is no doubt about it. You understand? So you see what the pastor expected of his son is conditional. Mara who the relationship between Tumi and the pastor, that is unconditional. You cannot change it. Whether you like it, whether you are fed up with me or not, it is something that you cannot change. You understand? I can give you also an example of the prodigal son. Remember when the prodigal son asked for his inheritance? When he left, he was still a son. And then even when he was in the pig's den, he was still a son. And then even when he realized that if he has made a mistake and he wanted to go back home, who was he? He was still a son. You understand? The only thing that changed was his physical makeup. When he was at home, he was being well-fed and he was giving good clothing. You understand? But when he went to the world and then he wasted his inheritance, I mean, he lost weight because he, he didn't have any money. He didn't have any food to eat. That is why he ended up eating in the pig's stem. I mean, that is the lowest in law that you can go. Amen. So, even when he was there in the pig's den, you'll find that there are people who knew him. So, when they passed him, they'll still say, ah, no, yes, he's that son of uh, Villagazi. Yes. Even though he had lost weight, others will still recognize who he was. Amen. Because being whatever he had done, it never changed the relationship that he had with his father. Amen. So even when he repented, the father was rejoicing. He accepted him back because he was a son. Amen. Yes, they could have maybe rebuked him like his elder son, his elder brother did, protesting that now why he has been faithful to the father all these years. But now, this one son who doesn't listen, <laughs> who has just decided to go and waste his inheritance, it seems like there is a part now after he has come back. He has been faithful the whole time, doing what his father requires of him. No party was made. You understand? Because the word of God that it is there is more rejoicement in heaven for a one for a sinner that comes home than the person that has been there doing the work of the Lord. Amen. So, irrespective of what, what the prodigal son did, his con- his, there was an unconditional covenant that he had with his father. 
You understand? That you could, you could not change. Yes, whether the father was angry, he was fed up with him, that could never change. Amen. So that is why we say you have to meet God's condition. And then uh, you have to meet his standards. Yes, there are some things that you need to do as a Christian. Matter that you are a son or a daughter of God, that doesn't change. Yes, that is a fundamental makeup of who you are. It is not something that depends on who, what you did, what you didn't do. So that is why we have opened our reading today from uh, the book of Abraham. Because uh, he's our patriarch. He's the father of our faith. So Christianity, that's where, when God called Abraham, that is when Christianity started. Now, if you can see, instead of starting from verse 12, I've started from verse 11. Because there it shows the genealogy of Abraham. Uh, of Abraham. Even that time when they called him, you realize that his name was not Abraham. He was Abraham. Yes. And the wife, his wife's name was not Sarah. It was Sarai. It was further down the road that his name was changed. Amen. So you will realize that he, uh, he was under the, he, Abraham, was, Abraham was under the lineage of Shem. Then uh, they, 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 when you read verse 11, they tell you all the genealogies of who followed until they came to Terah. Now, the word of God tells us Terah had three sons. One was Nahor, the other one was Haran, and the other one was uh, Abraham. You understand? Now, they were living in Ur of the, child, of the Chaldees. Now, the, the, the Abraham's father decided that they needed to move from Ur of the Chaldees into Haran. Now, I, I tried to search ancient history about the scripture of what could be the reason, because here no reason is given why he left there. But you find that in Ur of the Chaldees, they were worshipping a, a moon god called Nana. In fact, Ur was one of the lands in Mesopotamia, almost like a big city. So I, I thought to myself, maybe that could be the reason why he decided to move his children out, up to Haran. Now, before they journeyed out, uh, Abraham's elder brother died, Haran. Now, when he died, he already had begotten a son a lot. So when they moved out, so it was Terah, Abram, Nahor, and then also Lot, and then Sarai, the wife of Abraham, and also Milka, the wife of Nahor. So when they left uh, the, 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 the land of Ur, of the Chaldees, they went and settled into Haran. Now that's when God's call came unto Abraham. So the reason I'm, I'm showing you this is that you can, people can try by themselves to do the right thing. Mara, most of the time, that doesn't meet God's standard. You understand? Because you, for you to be really called out, it doesn't depend on what you did, how good you are, whether you are drinking or you don't drink or do you smoke or you don't smoke. I mean, there are so many unbelievers who do who does the same thing. So what difference does it make you between, the, 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 between you and them? Amen. So that is why even after they've moved unto Haran, God comes to Abraham. Abraham. At that time, he was still Abraham. He comes to him and he says to him, get thee out of thy country. Now there is a separation there. You must get out of your country, get out of your kindred, get out of your father's house, and go unto a land. Do you see now there's a change of condition now? 
you were in this land, now you are being moved into another land. That is a change in condition. And then it is only then when you are in that land that the Lord says, I will make thee a great nation. Not when you are in Haran, when you have met that condition of moving into that land. When you have met a different condition. You understand? That is when he will bless you, make thee a great nation, and then uh, you will be a what now? A blessing. Not when you are in Haran, but only after you have journeyed out, you've become a pilgrim, you have gone to a country that you've never been for, been to before. That means you have moved from your natural condition into a condition that God has set unto you. You understand? A spiritual condition, a better condition. Amen. So that is why if you see, I've, I've read even the, 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 the scripture there that shows Peter and some of his disciples going to fish. You understand? If you realize that all of a sudden they are fishing, they cannot catch any fish. Then they are despondent. Anyway, they were despondent the whole time because their Lord and Savior had just been crucified. So they had just given up because now their hopes and dreams of what they thought the ministry was going to be has just been demolished. Now that is why now you find that now there they are now going back to where the Lord found them. Remember, they were fishers. And then he said, you know what? Leave fishing, I will make you what? Fishers of men. You understand? Now, because now the Lord and Savior who promised them a lot is no longer there, they went back. You understand? Then that's what people do all the time. If they find that maybe God is no longer there and they've been worshiping, some of them go back. You understand? Because now they backslide. So that is what Peter and some of them did. So now when they get there, they are fishing. Now to fish is a type. You understand? That is why you find that now there is a fish and then there is a fire and then all, all of a sudden the conversation changes now. He's, t- he's talking about Peter, feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. You see the changing condition from a fish to a lamb. You understand? And in between there is a what? A fire. That means there is a change that has taken place there. You understand? Because now a fish, there is a nature that is a nature of a fish. The nature of a fish is to run away from the bait all the time. You understand? And the bait, what is the bait? The word of God. Now, that is what we were before we are converted and became, and, and became Christians. That is why he said, I will make you fishers of men. Because everybody who runs away from the Lord is like a fish. You understand? And then even the water types the, the world. Because it, when you are in the ocean, you can do as you please. It is so vast. The possibilities of you doing whatever you do, there are many. But at the moment you've been caught by the word of God and you are brought forth, brought out, and then you are presented to Christ, your condition changes. Your nature changes. You are no longer the same. That is why now you find that the Lord now is saying, he's talking about what? Peter, feed my lambs. Now you, your nature has been changed from that of a fish into a nature of a lamb. How many have seen a lamb run? No, <laughs> a lamb doesn't run. A lamb just stays where it is. If the, 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 the shepherd leases, it just follows. But a fish, you want to catch it, what does it do? It runs away. You understand? That is why now when they presented the fish to, the, to, to, to Christ, 
Then uh, he put them through the fire. Remember what John said. After me, who is coming? One that will not baptize you in water, but who will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. You understand? That is what the, the fire there signifies. You understand? So now there is a change in what? In condition. You understand? There is a stage of you being a fish out there in the world. You meet Christ, your Savior. Then you become what? A lamp. <laughs> Amen. So that is why we've, you, that is the link between those two scriptures. Now with Abraham now. Abraham is being told now to get out of the land of Haran into a land that God will show him. Now, that is a, it is a call. You understand? And it is a choice. It's not your choice. <laughs> it is God's choice because he's the one who chooses you. He's the one who chose Abraham. He's the one who told Abraham to move out. He called him. He elected him. You understand? Then that is why Abraham, after hearing God's call, he does, he moves out. You understand? After a fish has heard the word of the God, what does it do? It is caught. It becomes helpless. Because a fish out of the water is helpless. <laughs> it can't move anyway. Then uh, now you go through a stage. There is sanctification, uh, justification, sanctification, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The nature of a fish is what? It's now changed. <laughs> now it is what? A lamb. Now, a lamb, because now it is dependent only on the Father. That is why we hear uh, Christ saying to Peter, You, Peter, because I have given you the keys of hell, the keys of heaven, whatever you bind here on earth, it will be bound. Whatever you bound in heaven, it is bound. You go as the leader of the group. Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. I think even before we've, we've tried to narrate to you, to try to explain you what, what it means to be a lamb and a sheep. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious. A, a lamb is a small, is a small sheep that has just come into the message. It doesn't know his, his A's and his B's. It's just been led, been taught the word of God, and then you grow up. Steadily you grow up. Then you become a sheep. <laughs> Amen. So now, even with Abraham now, because God elected him, he called him. Now, it was not because Abraham was a good man. No. It was not because Abraham had done anything good. Amen. It was because God chose him. Amen. So he chose him. When did he choose him? Before the foundation of the world. That's when he chose him. Amen. So he has always been there in the mind of God. That is why the pastor had a slide the other time. You, you could see there was Elohim, Logos, then Christ. Yes. Then there was an attribute, Theophany, and you. <laughs> Amen. Those things, they linked. Because before the foundation of the world, you were an attribute of, of God. Yes. Yes. You were in him, Elohim. You understand? So that is why now, when the call is made, when an election comes, you are able to hear it. Because you've been... You've been there before. You understand? So, if you, you look at it, um, the reason why we, we say it is God who calls you, you do not go to God, is because it is always a nature of a man to run away from God. Uh, we can go back to the Garden of Eden. Do you remember what happens when Adam and Eve uh, sinned? The first thing they did was to hide away, run away. And it was God looking for them. 
You understand? Because every backslider, that is his nature, is to run away from God. That is why you do not choose yourself. That is why now when God came and he spoke with Abraham, when he came and he interrogated Adam and Eve to find out what had actually happened, Adam was busy trying to hide behind Eve. Yes, Lord, is there. it is not me. It is the wife that you gave me. He's the one who made me to eat of the tree. Yes. But that is the nature of a backslider. That's a, because remember, before Adam was what? He was the son of God. The word tells us that if he was able to name each and every animal day in the kingdom before the fall. That is the power that he had. He could change the direction of the river if it was there. If he saw that the mountain was in the wrong place, he could move it. That is how the power that he had. But when the fall came, everything changed. There he was now powerless, running away from, 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 from God. Amen. So now you realize that um, no man, and that is why Jesus says, no man comes to, to the Father except who? The Father draws him. You understand? Because the Father has to draw him to Christ. That is why the Father draws you to who? To Christ. Because he's the one who's able to do that. You cannot draw yourself. Amen. That is why even you being here, being a child of God, it is something that was predetermined, predestinated, that was ordained even before the foundation of the world. It's not something that you did. It's not because, Brother said you are a good person, you love God. No, you can love him, but first he has to call you. And then the reason why you love him is because now you will, it is because the moment you, you, you come back to him, everything starts to come back. That nature, that love that you have comes back to you now because there is a remembrance, a, a spiritual remembrance of who you were. Amen. So that is why now, each and every time when uh, there is a call, there is an election. And then we've said there is an election and there is an ordination and then there is a predestination. But there is something else that should happen also. There is separation as well. When God calls you, that is why he said to Abraham, leave your, your country, leave your, your people, go, you see, there is a separation, you understand? That is why now you, you see now that when he did that and then he called him, people came out with him. Some of them, I mean, Sarah's wife was his wife, so the call included her, but it, the call didn't include Lot, no. Lord is what we call a tag-along. He just tagged along with <laughs> Abraham. So, brethren, I can tell you, and now as we speak, you've been in, in, in here, you've heard the message all the time, you've been blessed, you've seen how effective it is. Don't be a tag-along. <laughs> Amen. Because if you are a tag-along, that means the call is not for you. And if the call is not for, for you, that means you will not last in the journey. That is why you find that when Lot tagged along, there was a lot of problems. There were infightings, and then there were accusations. There was no peace, because there was somebody who was not supposed to be in the journey, you understand, who just tagged along. And then I can show you something. Remember, Terah, when he moved them, I told you that in, in Ur of the Chaldees, they were worshipping 
gods. He took them into Haran. For me, I will assume that because his son Haran had died, he named that place Haran after his son. Yes, that is some of the ancient history. That's what he says. But the condition there was much better than the condition that side. You understand? So now you, you, you will realize now. Lord tacked along. Now he went with Adam. Now remember, the, the word says, if you reject the word of God, and then you've heard it, you reject it. You are conditioned before, and you are conditioned after. What, does, what happened to your condition? It becomes worse. Now remember, now he had moved from Haran. Where does he end up, Lord? That is a worse place to be. You understand? From Haran, he went into a worse place than he was previously, which is Sodom and Gomorrah. It was better for him if he stayed in, <laughs> in Haran. Because there, at least, his, his father, by his efforts, not by God's effort, he moved them out into that place so that they will be able to maybe have peace, not be influenced by the world. And isn't that what the parents do? They try to move their, their children, you understand, so that they come to church. Yes, it's a good thing. <laughs> it is commendable. You must do it. You understand? Yes. But even as a child, you need to be saved. Yes. You need to accept God as your personal savior. You understand? Because that is a requirement. Because this message is individualistic. It doesn't depend on whether your mother is saved or your father is saved or your sister is saved. Ultimately, you have to make a choice. Yes. yes. Amen. So now this way now you find out the condition of a, of a person who rejects the word. When he comes here, when he moves out, rejected, his condition is even worse. I've, I've been in a message since my youth. I've seen many people have left. Their condition all the time, worse than before. You understand? Not, no, you don't leave the message and you get better. <laughs> no. You understand? So now, my message today is that if you are here, the word is preached. The word you either have to accept it or reject it. And if it's preached, if you hear it, you understand, that has an effect. The effect is to make you better or to make you worse. You understand? That is why Lord now, his condition was what? Far worse. I, I think it would have been better for him if he, he stayed where he was. Amen. So he called Abraham, like we said, as a patriarch, and then he ordained him. So it was Christ who decided in advance that Adam should, 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 should be called. Amen. So as we go along, um, so now we'll, we'll talk about predestination. So now if you, in predestination we can, uh, we don't have time because it's a Wednesday evening. Uh, you can just uh, read it at home. For you to understand how predestination works, you can read Ephesians 1 verse uh, 1 to 5, then it will tell you exactly how predestination works. Amen. And that is where it will show you that he is the one who chooses us. And uh, even when he chooses us, maybe we can just try to read it. Yes. So he says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are in Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ. Now, this, say, this brother Bremen, when he talks about it, he says, these people, the faithful in Christ, 
It's like the sheep that we're talking about. It's not uh, somebody who is just very new to the message, but it is somebody who has been in the message for some time. That is why we can actually put the title Faithful in Christ to that person. So he says, Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Be, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So now, the holiness is not your holiness. No, no. It is Christ's holiness. And even the perfection is not your perfection. It is Christ's perfection. Because if he's in you and he works in you, he perfects you. And then he makes you better each and every time. That is why a lamb now is able to grow from being a lamb, spiritually grows, to being a sheep. Get where it is able to even attain some responsibility. Amen. So now he says, his holiness, it is his perfection because we are perfected in him. You understand? Now, when we say his holiness, his perfection, it doesn't mean that now since he called you, you can just go there and do as you please. <laughs> no. The moment he calls you and you say, oh yeah, it is his holiness, it is his perfection, and then you go there and you do as you please. It shows something. It shows that you, you were not of him in the first place. That is why he says, if a person has me, the love of the world is not in him. You understand? Because the moment you go to Christ and you accept him, you become a new creature. And then your nature changes. You cannot do the things that you used to do, <laughs> you cannot do them anymore. That becomes automatic. You understand? It's not you trying to be holy, trying to be better. It's him embettering you. It's him leading you. It's him showing, with the, showing you the way. You understand? That is why if you're drinking, the love of drinking disappears. Yes. I, I, I know my father. When we were growing up, my father used to smoke. And then uh, I've seen many patients come to me crying, you know, we want to stop smoking. You know, doctor, we can't stop smoking. We'll give them nicotine patches, nicotine gums. But when my father accepted Christ, he just stopped. He didn't need the nicotine gum, a nicotine patch to do it because there was a new nature in him. The nature of Christ had taken over. Now he was what? Christ-like. And how is Christ? Holy. Perfect. You understand? Amen. So now uh, I want us to go further. Um, yes, and I've told you that he that loves the world, it means that the love of God is not in him. That is why if a person accepts the message and they leave, if it's because there was never a change in condition. I can give you an example. There was one that was born blind. Now the disciples asked Christ, said, um, looking at the situation of this young man, who, who made, who's wrong? Was it the father, the mother? He said, no, it's not any of those. It was just for the works of God to be manifested in him. Mm-hmm. Now, after that, he put mud in his, and then in, in his eyes and then uh, told him to watch somewhere and then he could see. 
Now, after he, was, he could see, the, the, the Pharisees were after him, saying, what, what happened? Who, 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 who made you to see? Who, who made you to be able to see? Is it Jesus? Now, they were calling Jesus' names. Beelzebub. Yeah, he even goes in on Sabbath days, heals, heals, heals the lambs. But because with him, he was blind. Now he could see. You see, there was a change in his condition. In between, he didn't care what the people were saying. Was he Belzebub? Was he a son of jo, 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 Joseph? Was he he's an illegitimate son? It did not matter because the condition changed in him. He was blind. Now he could see. Now it doesn't matter. Even now, if you accept a message and then it has an effect in you. Uh, I was on the internet the other day and then uh, there was a brother who was on the internet. He wrote a long piece. Now, while reading it, I was blessed. Hey, this brother, 40 years in the message, you know, he accepted the message. Yes, he's been the message for so long. How? Oh. Then the story came. <laughs> the story came. How? Oh. All of a sudden, he was talking about, no, there was a, there's a discrepancy between when the cloud, they saw the constellation of angels, and no, they were seen this way. As a result, he has left the message. What does that mean? It's because the message was not for him. When he was in the message, it doesn't matter if it was 40 years, the message had never had an effect on him. That is why even for me, when we are saying constellation, well, okay, constellation, I, I, I did not care because I know what the message has done for me. I have experienced a change in condition because of the message. Amen. So even if the critic can say, no, this message is wrong, it depends on what it has done for you. You see, there are, there are people who are predestinated to be sons and daughters of God. I, I think also the opposite is true. Yes, there are those who are not. It doesn't matter also how much they try. You understand? It is these people who, after 40 years, they just decide to leave. Uh, and they tell you stories that Brother Brenham is wrong. He's a false prophet. It is because it was not for them in the first place. Paul says they left us because they were not of us in, from the beginning. So don't worry about them. So they, they will be critics, and they, they are always critics. But if a person criticizes, it's because, like a blind man, he was blind. Now he could see. He never experienced that change in his condition. You understand? If he did experience that change in condition, the message had an effect on him, then he could stay because it is working in him. He could see the change. You know, so every time when you receive the message, we accept you to change. You understand? And then it is not the long hair or the long dresses that that saves you. No, no. I don't mean don't put them. No, you you do it in appreciation of what God has done for you. But that doesn't mean if you put a long dress, then you are a child of God. No, you need to first experience a change. You understand? And then uh, what I'm getting to is that, you see, Abraham, like I said, his name changed from uh, Abram to Abraham. Now, um, what happened is that 
God made a covenant with him as he, uh, for, so that each and every male in his house should be circumcised. Remember, the Holy Spirit types circumcision. That is why the word says it is a seal. It seals you. Even the circumcision in case of Abraham, it was a seal. It was a covenant that we were saving with, with Christ. That is why from there, after he was, he was, uh, he was circumcised, that means it types that Abraham all of a sudden received the Holy Spirit. But now do you see something now? God calls him even before he was circumcised. God, he found favor in God even before he was circumcised. You understand? So, he, because it was what? It was what he was even before, before the foundation of the world. He was his attribute. You understand? So, it is, it is not because he was uh, now uh, circumcised that now he's saved. No. The, what does what does the, the word tells us? You are saved. When were you saved? Before the foundation of the world. So now, when you come today and you accept Christ, it is just a manifestation of that that happened before the foundation of the world. Amen. Yes, it's not a new thing. It's not like all of a sudden now because you've raised your hand, you are saved now. No, no. It is just you manifesting what had happened before. You understand? So now, that is why we say as a believer, there are st- stages that you go to. It is what uh, sanctification, justification, sanctification, and baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, you see what God says, what, 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 uh, in Acts, what Paul says there. For you to have power, you have to go into a place where you, God will come and meet you, and then the Holy Spirit will come and fall upon you. You understand? Then it, that, 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 he says you're going to have power. So that is the effect of the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, the, the, the Holy Spirit, uh, I will give you an example. It's like um, water. And then uh, you, you are like a, a seed. You see, it is not the water that has life in it. What, what, what is it that has life? It's the seed. The, the Holy Spirit comes and then, then it waters the seed. After watering the seed, then there is life in that seed. If the seed is dormant, it is dead. You can water it. Water it. It doesn't matter how much you water it. That seed will not become alive. No. Because there is no life in that seed. That is why we are Abraham's seed. The promise that Abraham received while he was called out because he said, this promise is for you and the seed after you. Who, who is those seed? Is it the Israelites? No, <laughs> it's not the Israelites. That is why, do you know that Abraham had 11 children? Yes, he did. He had a, uh, children with Haggai and he had a third wife who he had children with. But the promise was not with those children, with the, those other tens. The promise was with Isaac. That was the promised son. You understand? So that is where the seed was supposed to be. The seed was supposed to be in Isaac. Now, if you are a seed, I can give you an example. There is a wheat and there is a wheat. Uh, uh, the, we will just say the wheat is a cockle bar. A cockle bar is a kind of a wheat. Wheat is a corn. I don't know. Should I call it corn? Yes, that is the wheat. When rains, rains. It rains for the 
wheat, and it rains for the cockle bar. Both of them, all of them, they grow up. That is why, Brother Bremen, there's, there's a message where he said he went there and there was this man who was preaching so strongly, blessing people. Brother Bremen was also jumping up and down, excited at the man. Oh, man of God. That's what he was saying. But what happened then uh, immediately after that, he had a vision. Oh, the man had a, a concubine. He had, uh, yes, he had a concubine. So now, before, because Brother Bremen was still, in the, still young in the message at that time, how oh Lord, how is this possible? This man was preaching, we were so inspired by his message, we were so excited. How come he has a second wife? How is it possible? It is because the rain, when it rains, it rains on the wheat and the wheat. But at the time, harvest time, that's when now there's a separation now. That's when you'll see the wheat being gathered together, stored. What happens to the cocklebar? It is taken away, banned. You understand? Because, so it just shows you the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit does, it enhances the potential that is already in the seed. You understand? It makes the seed to be able to achieve its power, its ultimate goal. He said, Peter, feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. At that time, remember what Peter did. The word of God said, when they went there to Christ, when they crucified Christ, Peter denied him until three times. There was a girl who said, we've seen you. He said, no. Until a, call, a, a cock crew, crow. That's how many times Peter denied him. But after the day of Pentecost, when they were endowed with the Spirit from on high, who was the first person to come there and address the people? You see? There was the seed. It did not matter how much he denied Christ then, but because he was a seed. When the Holy Spirit came, settled on him, and then enhances that potential that God had put in him before the foundation of the world. Peter started standing in front of the people. And he said, you people, accept the word of God. Be baptized in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's Peter now. A different person. No longer a coward. No longer the person who's cutting people's ears, looking for Jesus Christ to remain on earth. Now he's endowed with power from on high. If we can just read there just a bit. Um, just the book of Acts. So, but ye shall receive power. After that, Holy Spirit has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses. Now, that's what Peter now is doing. He's becoming a witness. Now, you see, from a coward, there is a change in condition. To a bold man. The pastor says you must develop a hairy chest. You must be bold. That's what faith does to a person. That's what we see with Peter now. Now he's becoming bold. He can actually face the people and tell them, these people are not drunk. It's because there is a Holy Spirit that has come upon them. You understand? So this, this is how the progression, how we have progressed as the seed of Abraham. 
as the promised seed. And there is a say, he says, I will bless you. And then uh, the, even the, na- the people after you. And then I'll, if every person who blesses you, I will bless them. And if you read down the line, there's a time when uh, Abraham went into Egypt. Now, because uh, he was afraid that because this, the word of God says, Sarah, even though she was old, she was very fair. Now she said, Sarah, let's just make an agreement. Um, you, you will pretend that you are my sister. That is a lie. When he went there, the pharaoh, uh, the, the, the king in Egypt, tried to take uh, Sarah for his wife. And then the, 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 the God came into, into Pharaoh and then told him, no, you can't do that. In fact, even before that, there was plagues and then there was bad things that happened in, in Egypt because of Pharaoh had taken the, 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 the wife of a son of God. Now God wouldn't allow that. It did not matter whether Abraham lied or he did not lie. Pharaoh was punished. So Pharaoh was very angry. He said, oh, why, why can you do this to me? I've been very good to you. You lied to me. Now there is a plague on my land because of your lies. Now you see how God does it. It doesn't matter. If you are a seed, it is not what you do. <laughs> the, the, my emphasis is it is not your effort. It is not what you have done. If God has chosen you, you are his chosen, irrespective. Amen. So now, when Peter was there, uh, he has done lots of wrong things. He, even when there was a supper, he wanted even the whole body to be washed. That was Peter. <laughs> but when the Holy Spirit had come upon him, when that potential was, that seed was gemitized, that's when we saw who the real Peter is. Now, that is why now I just want to go to another place to show you uh, something. Uh, yeah. So now we said that if you are a believer, after you've accepted the message, you'll go through stages, justification. Now, uh, then you'll have sanctification. That means justification is when God picks you up and then he makes you ready for, for use. And then uh, that, that sanctification is, is when you are cleansed and set aside for, for service. Amen. And then the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that's when now the whole potential that God has set upon you is realized. Amen. That is why now he says, when the Holy Spirit is put into you, spiritual gifts comes into operation. <laughs> Amen. That's what he says. Uh, that's what the word of the Lord, the word of God says. Now you remember all the spiritual gifts. Uh, the word, there will be another will be giving a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, uh, faith, gift of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of the spirit, tongues, and the interpretation of those tongues. That is what God has promised for the church. Those things are the spiritual gifts. It doesn't mean that now if you speak in tongues, you have the Holy Spirit. No, it is just a gift. You understand? It is just a manifestation, an attribute of the Holy Spirit. It is, it is not an actual proof that you have it. No. That is why, in fact, they say, the word of God, they say they are confused. Is, in fact, Brother Benjamin says, there is a confusion about how the Holy Spirit 
is being taught. Because some people think that if you jump up and down, you roll on the ground. No, that is not it. Amen. So now, when this has happened, also the, the, the ministries, teaching, prophecy, uh, apostleship, pastorship, evangelism, it comes into operation because now the, 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 that is what the Holy Spirit has made to be, has enabled a believer. Because remember, the, the word of God says gifts are even before you are saved. The gifts, you were born with those gifts. Now the Holy Spirit comes and he potentiates them. You understand? That is why now you can stand boldly like Peter did. Before you couldn't do that. But now, all of a sudden, he could stand boldly before the people, preach to them. You understand? Because now, the Holy Spirit has enhanced the potential of a seed. You understand? The seed, which is the word. You understand? That is what the seed is. And then the water is the Holy Spirit. The seed, the word. The potential of the word is enhanced when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Amen. So now you have reached those conditions as a, as, a, as, a, as a child of God. Now, there's something now that you need to, to do now. After you, you've become uh, being born again, and then uh, the Holy Spirit is, is, is upon you, uh, now there is, you are being tested. <laughs> yes, you will be tested. Now, that is why now one of the conditions is that you must pass the wet test. That is after now you've been born again, you have been sanctified, you've been justified, sanctified, and had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, you pass the wet test. You remember even Christ. Immediately after John had baptized them, the Spirit of God came upon him then he was taken into the wilderness to be tested. Amen. Yes, because as a, as a, as a, that is one condition. You will be tested. Amen. Then it is depending on who you are. That will determine the outcome of that test. Let's hear what, what the devil said. He said, now when the, Jesus Christ was in the wilderness, he's been fasting um, 40 nights, 40 days without eating. Now, what that means is that the first test is around your situation. If when you are saved, you are a drunkard, (laughs) the first test is whether can you resist drinking. That is the first test. Christ was hungry. He said what? Just tell God to make bread out of stones. That is the first test because of what? His situation, he was hungry. Now, even you, when you, you, you see, passing the word test is not you quoting scriptures. That is not passing the word test. You can quote the, 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 the scriptures and still fail. It is when the word, the written word, become the revealed word in you, and it becomes the living word. Now you start manifesting now. When the devil comes, if you are a womanizer, you can't do it anymore. You understand? Because now that is the word living in you, manifesting. You cannot do that anymore. So is the written word, the revealed word, 
and then now the living and manifested word. That's what Christ did there. When, he, he, when the devil comes to you, he said, it is written. Thou shalt not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of Christ, he shall live. You understand? There he, was him, there he was Christ expressing. Now a child of God expresses. You understand? When the devil comes, you express. When the devil comes, tempts you, you express. If you express the word, temptation runs away. That is why with Job, he said, because now he, the word is in you, it is surrounding you. It's like he has built a hedge around you. The temptation of the world cannot penetrate that hedge. That is why the devil was complaining. He said, oh, Mara, why do you say I must test him? I can't test him. You are surrounding him. How can I test him? Huh? If maybe you can give me a chance. He was even asking a chance from God to be able to test you. You understand? Yes, he was asking an opportunity because now if the word is surrounding you, it is it has built a surrounding a hedge around you. So it doesn't matter what the devil tries to do, he cannot succeed. So what is your weapon now? The word. You understand? So you have to pass the word test. You understand? If you fail the word test, what does it mean? It is not in you. It is just you verbalizing it. It's just you memorizing the scriptures. Didn't the Pharisees do the same? They were schoolers. Yes, they were schoolers. They, 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 they knew scriptures more than we could, we could do. So you need to, many, to be tested and then you need to pass the word test. Now, another condition that I've just put in is that now you must be engaged in the matters of God always. That is, how, what is, that is another condition. Um, with this one, I know people will say, Mara, he's Jesus. Remember when Jesus was 12 years old? And then uh, they went into, there was a festival that happened in Jerusalem. Then Jesus went there with them. 12 years old. They lost them. The parents didn't know after where he was. They journeyed about a day, they thought, thinking that he was among the crowd, only to realize that he wasn't there. Now they went back. Still another two days, they were looking for him. They couldn't find him. Where did they find him? In the temple. That is where they find him, in the temple. Engaged in the matters of Christ, in the matters of God. You understand? It's a simple thing, brother. You must come to church. (laughs) You must come to church, have a service from God, listen to the word of God. That's how you get engaged. Listen, read the spoken word. Listening to the tapes of the prophet. You understand? Sometimes I'm not able to go here, but I can tell you, there's no message that is preached that I don't, I don't listen to. There's the internet. Use it. That is the right thing to use it for. Get engaged with the matters of God. Amen? You need to be engaged. Amen? Even when he was tempted, immediately after passing the word test, where did he go? Amen. Does anybody know where he go immediately after the, the, he passed the word test? He went into the synagogue to be engaged in the matters of Christ. That's where he went. He didn't go partying. He didn't go visiting friends. 
you must be engaged always. That's how you will meet God's condition, by always being engaged in his matters. Now, you, you can say, Maria, Maria Brother Mishabi, it's, it's, it's Jesus. What do you expect? I mean, he's God. He needs to go to church. What else can he do? Okay, I'll, I'll show you about David then. To show you what happens if you are engaged and what happens if you are not engaged. Remember, G, uh, David, um, Samuel wanted, the, the God commanded Samuel to go into Jesse's uh, children and then to choose a king there. The king chosen was David. And then uh, the word of God tells us Samuel took oil and anointed David. Immediately after anointing him, the word of God tells us the spirit of God was now upon David. Now, after that, he was he, a battle raged between the Philistines and the Israelites. Saul took the army and they went into a valley there to fight. Now there was a man called Goliath. Yeah, that man was big. <laughs> he was about 2.7 meters tall. Uh, I'm about 1.87 meters. 1.8 meters. 2.7 meters is this big. That's how big Goliath was. Now, the word of God tells us the children of Israel were so afraid. That means they were very, very afraid of, of, of Goliath. And he was going there, cursing. Hey, even me, I'm a person. Come, fight me. If you win, we will be your servant. But if we win, you guys must save us. This raged for 40 nights, 40 days. Nobody could come forth. Nobody could come and fight Goliath. Who came? David. Now his father sent him and said, David, go into the battlefield. Just go and check on your brothers. When he went there, Goliath came. Ha, David was like, oh. This uncircumcised gentle, gentile, how can he bring such reproach to the nation of God? How can he do that? Then he said, I will fight him. Hey, his brother was like, oh, David, hey. This man, he has been a, a fighter, a soldier from his youth. He said, no, no, the God that I serve, the one that, that made me to be able to kill the lion, to kill the bear, he will prevail for me. That is why even today, the battle is not yours. It is the Lord's battle. Remember, you are Abraham's seed. He looks after you. His, your battle are his battles. If you are sick, he's the one who's going to heal you. He's not going to let you to be sick and then, uh, without him doing anything about you. So there it was now. Goliath, there was Goliath there. Trying to uh, bring in reproach to the children of Israel. God's nation. David, because he was circumcised. Remember, now David was circumcised physically. The spirit of the Lord was upon him. He was circumcised spiritually as well. Now, that is why the other people who were circumcised physically, they were so afraid. But the one that was circumcised spiritually, who the Holy Ghost was upon, now he was bold. He could go there and face Goliath. You understand? Now, <laughs> some soul said, okay, David, I hear you now. 
Let's put something on you now. You can't face him just looking like a shepherd. No, man. Let's put something on you, you know, just to make you more stronger, you know. Yes. Let's put some garments, you know. So they put helmets upon him. They, they try to dress him. Now, you see, creeds and dogmas that have been preached by people, they can never make you succeed against the devil. That is why David could not have any of those. In fact, they say he, he tried to assay the, this material that was on him. He couldn't handle it because he's a son. Chris and dogmas didn't have a place in him. That is why Brother Bram says he was non-denominational. The, the, all those pen, pre, uh, Methodist, whatever, Pentecostal uh, spirit was not upon him. It could not help him. This is why when they tried to do that, he undressed them. Went as he was, just with Christ. That's all you need. You don't need anything more. So he went there, faced Goliath, with a sling, no sword, no spear. Goliath was down. God directed the stone into the Goliath's forehead. Goliath went down, cut his neck. So you see now, what I'm trying to show you is that because he was a son, he, was, he wanted to be engaged in the matters of God. Battle. The battle is for the Lord. David wanted to be in the battle, being engaged in the matters of God. That is why he was able to prevail. Now let's turn a picture now. There is a battle. David now is now king. A battle is raging. David sends men to battle. He remains in Jerusalem. He is not engaged now. He is remaining behind. The battle is raging there. Where is David? At home. What happens to him now? He is going upon the roof. Then he sees Barsheba taking a bath. David sinned. Why? He was not engaged. You see now, if you are not engaged in the matters of God, temptation will fall upon you. You understand? For you to avoid temptation, be engaged. All the time, be engaged in the matters of God. You see, he was engaged, he defeated Goliath. Goliath is a devil, is a spirit. He defeated him. He was engaged, the spirit of adultery prevailed against him. You see? Engaged. Now you see, you need to be always engaged. Amen. Now, uh, for the last part, before we close, I will just, another condition is that, uh, that is what Joshua said. When Joshua, in, if you read in Joshua chapter 24, um, he, was t- he, he was narrating how Abraham and all uh, Terah, they were worshipping other gods. And he was telling the people that he, uh, Joshua, and his um, family, they will not have any of those. Now, the people of Israel have to make a choice. They have to choose if they're going to continue worshiping these gods or they're going to serve God. Then he, David, chose and committed himself to serve God. You need to serve God. That is your duty, to serve God. You understand? Now, this, now how do you, how, so now when, when, when you, you serve God, you see, I, I, I'm, a, I'm just a young parent having kids, so I'm very passionate about kids. You see, um, 
if you, 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 the way he's saying it, it's not only, the service is not only for him to serve God. It includes the whole family. Yes, uh, we, we've said it before. Bringing your kids doesn't mean that you're going to be saved. But it's your duty as a parent to expose them to the matters of God so that when they make a choice, they make an informed choice based on what they have seen their parents do. You understand? Their parents have been saving this God. This God has been so good for them. Maybe I can save this God as well. Yes. You understand? He's been good. My mother is having a good father. My father is good because of this word. That means this word is good. You understand? So bring your children along. (laughs) Come to church with them. You understand? I I remember the first memory I have about uh, the message. I think I was nine years old. Brother Skosan was preaching about the seven church ages. Even up to now, that picture doesn't get out of me. It is the first thing I remember when my parents brought me to church. So don't think your children, they don't see. They see these things. You understand? I can actually rattle the names of the prophets from Rain. Brenham, Martin Luther, you understand? John Wesley, Irenaeus, Martin, Columba, Paul. I remember it from there because my parents brought me to church. So as a parent, it is you are duty bound to spread this message. But I remember charity starts way at home. Make this message a home occasion. You understand? Live with it, serve him, and he will be faithful to you. Now remember, when we, the, 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 when we read the, the quotation, it says you can meet God's condition by if you remember, by faith. <laughs> it is only through faith that you can meet all these conditions because you need to trust him, be faithful to him, and he will be faithful to you. I think for a Wednesday afternoon, brethren, that's all I have for you. Amen. Uh, we can just sing, sing a worshiping song. Amen.
must just be a very a slow one, very soulful, mm -hmm. so that we may be able to touch God. Amen. And then uh, as we are singing it, then we'll ask Brother um, uh, Dibadi to come and close the service in the word of, of the Lord. Amen. In the word of prayer. Amen. Just sing a very nice, sweet uh, worshiping song. Amen. for the opportunity that you have granted unto us to come to your house, Heavenly Father. As David of the old had said, let us go unto the house of the Lord, Heavenly Amen. Father, because he was led, Heavenly Father. Tonight we are led, Heavenly Father, because yes, we have heard from you, Heavenly Father, Amen. speaking to us, Heavenly Father, in a simple, Heavenly Father, touching manner, Heavenly Father. That's why we say, Heavenly Father, we have seen beyond the flesh, Heavenly Father. Yes. Indeed, it was you who was talking to our heart. Amen. You were just laying, Heavenly Father, how 
must we conduct ourselves, Heavenly Father? How must we approach you, Heavenly Father? What is it that it's expected from us, Heavenly Father, to do, Heavenly Father? Heavenly Father, we are glad that, Heavenly Father, we are having this fellowship with you, Heavenly Father. Where else could we get, Heavenly Father, such spiritual food in season, Heavenly Father? That's why we can say, in your house, Heavenly Father, we are thankful for this word that you have brought unto us tonight, Heavenly Father. We have used your brother, Heavenly Father, in such a way, Heavenly Father, that, Heavenly Father, it could charge the heart, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we have now, Heavenly Father, moved closer to you, Heavenly Father, from glory to glory, Heavenly Father. May you continue, Heavenly Father, to reveal the way to him, Heavenly Father. May you, Heavenly Father, fill him with power, Heavenly Father, so that even next time when he's asked, Heavenly Father, to come, he can, Heavenly Father, be of blessing to this church, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, here we are, Heavenly Father, we are going to depart. We say, Heavenly Father, with the blessing, Heavenly Father, that's what we came for, Heavenly Father. May we depart with those blessings, Heavenly Father, filled with power, Heavenly Father. Go and meet the devil, Heavenly Father, and tell him he's the liar, Heavenly Father. Kick him out of our way, Heavenly Father. We, Heavenly Father, pray for our families. We pray for our children, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, exams have started. Heavenly Father, we say, Heavenly Father, bless them in their exams, Heavenly Father. As they are doing the preparation, may they concentrate, Heavenly Father. All evil spirits, Heavenly Father, to depart, Heavenly Father. Bless our work, Heavenly Father. What else can we ask, Heavenly Father, in this world that is falling apart, Heavenly Father, where economy is falling, Heavenly Father? We can say, Heavenly Father, we are the Jehovah Jireh. You still can provide for our needs, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, bless each and everyone, Heavenly Father. Those that came, Heavenly Father, seek Heavenly Father. I declare healing in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. When they depart here, Heavenly Father, they are completely healed, Heavenly Father. Those that do not have answers, answers, Heavenly Father, you have provided answer through preaching, Heavenly Father. Bless this service, bless everything, Heavenly Father, as we commit everything to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless you. Yes, God bless you, Saint. If you can just sing a worshiping song. Uh, just one or two, then from there will be dismissed. Amen.
God dismissed. Amen. Amen. Uh, God bless you. Amen. And have a lovely weekend. Week. Amen. Amen.